This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I'm an emotional sponge. Plus, Biz was reminded parents exist, and Teresa won't carry that load. Woo! Hello, Teresa. Hi, Biz. Before we get started, yeah. I do actually want to put out a little news. Let's do, do, it. Do, 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 do. One late to the game, yeah. but we are now on Instagram. We're on Instagram. <laughs> We're Guys, finally there. Have you heard of this thing yeah. called Instagram? Yeah. It's a place for us to post things and connect with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we are at, in keeping with our Twitter account, yeah. at One Bad Mothers yeah. with an S. Yes. On the end. Yes. You're going to hashtag One Bad Mother podcast. You can hashtag just one bad mother. We're doing all kind of fun hashtags. OBM genius. Hashtag OBM fail. Hashtags. It's like we're cool with the kids. <laughs> so if you have a genius moment or a fail, tag us OB- hashtag OBM genius or hashtag OBM fail so that we can see what you're doing. Yeah. And we're going to be reposting people. And there's also, you can also this just came tag up us. with president yeah. of yeah. OBM president <laughs> of so, like, show off something you're president of or, like, <laughs> complain about something you're president of. That's right. And we'll also repost that. And it's been really fun so far. Yeah, it has. It's been great, like, connecting with people and seeing you guys with all your kids. Yeah, it's fun. And seeing the inside of Biz's disgusting car. Oh, <laughs> my God. My car. Always a failure. It's still the same. Those orange peels are still there. Yep. Making Pruno. Also, in about a week... We'll be coming to Portland. Yeah. You should come if you, you are should, yeah. anywhere near Portland. Yeah. Come and see us. Yeah. We're at Polaris Hall at 8 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can go to OneBadMotherPodcast.com, click on live shows, and come see us. One of our favorite guests from the One Bad Mother past, Chris Routley, is going to be there. And we are going to be talking about all the ways that lies and, oh, I'm sorry, I mean, imagination plays in <laughs> to feeding our kids. Now, Teresa, how are you? Oh, I guess I'm <laughs> fine. Um, I'm constantly holding stuff, like carrying stuff, like in from the car. Emotionally or physically? All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. I've become very hunched. Uh-huh. But anyways, my pockets are full. My hands are full. Everything, I'm just carrying stuff all the time. I'm just always, like, holding things. And, like, when we're, at, when we're out in the world, I'm carrying stuff for people. And then when we're at home, I'm usually, like, kind of, like, trying to passively put stuff away at yeah. all times because there's just stuff everywhere all the right. time. Cleaning shark. So I, Yeah, cleaning yeah. shark. So I often just, like, have that could be a t-shirt that is cleaning shark yeah (laughs) um so like i i'm usually carrying things one thing that grace doesn't do this too much at this point but my five-year-old oscar and my two-year-old curtis both do is they walk up to me and they hand me something usually oscar wants me to hold something for him to keep it safe from his siblings yeah because he needs to go use the bathroom or go do something else sure and he doesn't want something to happen to whatever he's holding so he expects me to just hold Hold it it. like physically hold it infinitely yeah until he's ready to do something with it again yes and curtis (laughs) is just he's just two so anytime he sees something he wants to show it to me right and do that thing where like he hands it to me and then i hand it back to him yeah and then he hands it to me and expects me to like I, i don't know something something with it and i'm understanding of that i'm not really resentful of any of this i just i don't want to do it anymore yeah so what i've been doing <laughs> lately is just saying no to oscar like yeah no i'm not gonna nope can't yeah. too busy hands full yeah. or just no you can find a place to put that and with curtis it's like oh that is really cool yeah i don't need that right now but you can definitely <laughs> just like do what you want with that and that's let's talk about it but i'm not yeah. going it's not going to exchange hands it's not going to yeah. pass over <laughs> into my hand and that is it's been great yeah. it's been very um 
it's kind of like, you know, reclaiming a little tiny part of myself. Setting a boundary. Yeah, setting a nice setting boundary. Setting a nice there. boundary. Yes. Uh, yeah, that constantly carrying. This is like why my car looks like that. Uh-huh. Because I have to prioritize what I'm taking out of the car right. when everybody's getting right. out of the car. Yeah. And it also is like my water, my purse. Sure. You know, whatever the kids, help the kids with their stuff. And I try and make them carry some of it, too. I mean, Katie Bell's got all her shit. But, like, you know, Ella's, uh, yeah. and I don't want to come back out right. and carry more. No. And most of it's garbage anyway. Right. And I don't want to carry. Emergency. It's not an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. The hand, that is, that's like, what? Well, that's such a real <laughs> thing. Of like, I'm so. You were talking, and I had this vision of like, oh, maybe we should set up, you know, kids security boxes where they get a little key, and it's like, <laughs> if you need to put this somewhere, That's right? Really, can we kind do that? Genius. How do we? Because you can't kids do a basket security box. They get a little key. You yeah. got to keep your own key version well, of the but key. like in Montessori, don't they have like you have your mat and they just teach the kids yeah. not to touch other people's mats? Sure, but right? that involves teaching, right? <laughs> But I wonder if, it, but it is, there's something to that. You could do a that. basket. Yeah. Of like everybody's got their own color basket. Yeah. And it's like when you're playing, you need to put something down, mm-hmm. put it there. <gasps> and then at the end of the day, their basket's full. And all you got to do is pick up the basket. And dump put, it. Dump into it the into their area. bed. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, they, go put the yeah. things away in your basket. Yeah. Well, problem solved. I'm definitely. Yeah, definitely. Gonna put this to use right away. Find some time and to get this together. And stuff will be clean, <laughs> organized, and I won't have to do any work. Oh, there's not enough storage containers in the world to make <laughs> me feel better. How are you? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm not okay. I'm pretty oh. tired, oh. and I'm pretty, like, spread thin, uh-huh. and I'm definitely in a, like, I'm trying not to be resentful. Mm-hmm. Where is the value in what I do? Yes. Like, you know, like if, yes. if I'm doing it and nobody else is doing it, like if they have the choice to do it and they don't do it, yeah, is that saying that what I'm doing has no doesn't value? Doesn't have to be done. Doesn't yeah, have like to be you're done. Just choosing to I'm do just, something that doesn't like need choosing to... <gasps> to just. Oh, you're getting. I'm getting upset. Right I know. Now. Yes, I know. I so, relate. So I'm kind of there. Steph has got a new job and it's great. It's just, it, it's a transition. Transitions are happening. Mm-hmm. And when transitions happen, it can make one feel like, well, where, how am I setting my boundaries now that things have shifted again? So, not exactly what I'm going to talk about, but it'll just set the mood for the day. Mm-hmm. This was a fucking long ass weekend. <laughs> it was so long. It was because Katie it Bell was. Years long. Katie Bell School was closed Friday so for was a Oscars. work co- teacher yes. conference thing. And then everybody yes. was off Monday yes. for President's Day. And it just went on yes. forever. It did. And so by Monday, yeah. I was like, I know, okay, I've got a play date for Katie Bell. That's good. She's going somewhere. Uh-huh. I should see if there's somebody who wants to play with me and Ellis. And so I did. I found somebody, and we went to this local park, playground, pirate park in Pasadena. And I just... I just haven't been to one in so long. Mm -hmm. And not only is it the place... I used to take Katie Bell almost every day Mm, when she was little. and she Before she was, like, in school or when she was, you know, every other day at school. She took her swim lessons at the pool that's next to the pirate park. I mean, it was, it was like this flood of memories. And then we step into the park itself. And I was like, oh, look at all these parents. Yeah. And kids. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I haven't really been around them. And like, I'm like, at school, you're at drop-off. Right. right? There's yeah. the grocery store. This was like such a concentrated area. Yeah. Of, like, parents and kids. Everybody looked like they were doing a good job. Uh I just was like, oh, I remember when it was really important for me to get out and be around parents. I bet that's still important. Yeah, maybe. I should come back Uh to the park. The park is good. Maybe. In general. Yeah. 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 That's good. So so that. Because some parks are very lonely. They are. That's true. And this is a not lonely park. Right. You know, there's always a kid Lots ready to steal your kid's yeah. sandbox, like, pail and yeah. stuff. So, yeah. anywho, that's 
what I did. Nice. And that was a nice break from a very long weekend with my family that really shone a spotlight on, I think, what we're going to talk about today, which is I am an emotional sponge. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Emotional sponge. It always makes me think of like that scene from Rocky Horror where Magenta in the movie Rocky Horror is like, yeah, like a sponge. You take, take, take and drain <laughs> others of the love and emotion. And I'm like, except I mm-hmm. am the sponge. Yeah. And I am not asking to drain. I'm like a sponge, nice and dry, walking along, Ooh, yeah. just walking. And then like water just seems to come to me mm-hmm. and just fills me up. I didn't I didn't mean to walk past the sink. I didn't mean to walk past the cat bowl and get filled up with that water. Oh my god, how did I wind up in this swimming pool mm-hmm. of emotions? Mm-hmm. But I am absorbing. Mm-hmm. And like a probably better description, a uh, more clinical description would be regulating. I am mm-hmm. the regulator of my children's emotions. Yes. A little, like those. I feel like they. Different? I feel like they go together, but they're okay. two totally different things. All right, like good. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Like okay. I, I think that you're. I think that you are the regulator. Yes. And you're also experiencing like while you're doing the regulating, yes. you are also a sponge absorbing. and you're absorbing a right. lot. And there's lots of places to absorb mm-hmm. tantrums. Absorb mm-hmm. boo boos. Absorb. Mm-hmm. Emotional distress at school, absorb. I mean, like, the list goes on and on. So I am probably the only one. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. No, you're just able to, like, they just roll off you. I mean, the odd thing is, like, it seems like the bigger the problem, the better I'm able to not mm. be a sponge about it just because I start to realize, okay, wow, I can't, I'm not going to help anyone if I if I try to like really sympathize or allow myself to sympathize so much yeah. that I'm going through this with my child. Right. However, little things mm. are really, like that is a constant practice for me. Like yeah. it was just this weekend that it's usually it's usually Oscar <laughs> in the morning who is he gets upset about something in the morning that sets him off. I think it's like honestly at this point I think it's like hormonal or something yeah. because it's just like how he is in the morning. Yeah. I know we have like certain chemicals in our brains at different <laughs> times of the day and like for whatever reason when he first gets up in the morning like it's easy for him to get to feel bad, yeah. you know. So it's a constant practice for me to try to reg- help him regulate at that time of day. Right. When I'm still just waking up and trying to get my coffee and trying yeah. to regulate myself. Yes. And the other day, it, it also it happened with Grace. I think Oscar was still asleep. And I found myself saying to Grace, I don't want to wake up this way in this house. Like, I want yeah. it's an it's a Saturday. Yeah. We could have a nice day. Good yeah. morning. Hello. Yeah. How are you? What's going on? Let's have some food. Like I'm trying, I'm, but I'm kind of being bitchy about yeah, it. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm saying like, what about that? Like that's how I envision getting up in the morning and like starting my day. I'm not sure where this is coming from, but hey, like let's not do this. Yeah. Well, how about let's not do it? That's right. And <laughs> definitely the like a big part of me doing that is that if my kids are feeling bad. I, it's hard for me to just be like, I'm just having my day. You it's know I mean? the total opposite of like what we always talk about where yeah. it's like if we're out of it or yeah. we're mad, it clearly the kids pick up on yeah, it, Yeah, right? they pick up on it. And yeah. I don't know why I never thought about the fact that that goes the it's other the way. It's the same, yeah. yeah. It's the same. It's hard to be in a house. Yeah. And also, especially as the parent, I think we're – we do feel that we're responsible for, like, setting the mood yeah. a little bit. And so if the kids are not in a mood, like, if they're in a bad mood, 
it kind of feels, I, I think especially when they're little, like yeah. I think we assume teens <laughs> are going to be, be moody, yep. you know, and that probably still sucks. Oh, yeah. But we're a little bit more like, okay, that's something going on with them that I don't have to necessarily <laughs> take on. It's just on. the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but like with little kids, it's like, why is this happening? Yeah. What? What's going on? Well, it's not just the what's happening. Because I think there's like multiple levels of absorption. There's like when they, whatever the like incident is, Uh being upset, tantrum, this isn't working. Like, right? Like where are they frustrated or they're not winning the game? Like whatever it is, there's the initial, and at least in my house, it's loud. It Mm -hmm. is like almost, if loud could be physical it's really loud in my house too yeah Yeah. so there's the initial like it hurts yeah you literally get hit yes with a bucket of emotion yes like at you like aimed at you that you're not ready for it never it's like it's like the ice bucket challenge yeah and you're like whoa so you get you're totally it's a full sensory experience full sensory and then so that's phase one of the absorbing tweaks your yeah. brain a little bit that makes it you sets feel you off kilter good yeah and then <laughs> and then there's like you're trying to help them like navigate it because uh-huh. when they're little there's like that fine line between resilience building right and giving them the skills to build resilience and mm. different ages different stages uh-huh. require different needs yeah unless you've been trained like i have to just try and fix everything so that everybody just stops making yeah. noise yeah. at me, yeah. right? Just try to manage, manage. every tiny detail oh, of everyone's emotions at all times. To regulate yeah. you all day so that, oh, why am I so tired? And I'm trying to work on this, guys, and actually <laughs> let them self-regulate. But I do think there's a process of stepping in, trying to even just trying to assess what's happening mm-hmm. as they get kind of calm and they explode, like, they're yeah. like, kind of now slowly pouring whatever injustice on you. Uh-huh. And and then there's also for me when I say the regulating, like Ellis will get really upset. And you know how like you, kids have different places they sometimes go to calm down. Well, that's on me. This has been his oh. entire existence, uh-huh. right? You're his, you're his, like, break area. I'm his break area. <laughs> and so even though I can sit there and say to myself, okay, you know, I'm not going to get swept up in the yeah. tantrum. I'm not going to get swept up in the meltdown. There's nothing I can say to help. Yeah. There's there's nothing for me to physically do except just sit here yeah. and let him sit on me. Yeah. But it's also yeah. filling me yeah. up. Well, it's happening on, on you. me. It's happening yeah, on that's... me. And it's again, and a lot of the stuff with the sponge is I don't know how I'm supposed to avoid it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I so much of where I feel I'm trapped in trying to set my boundaries, trying to help the kids learn that you know life sucks sometimes and they've just got to get on the other side of it and they'll be okay. And my instinct to care for them, right? Yeah. Really, it's like a lot. It's like, I don't know where that line is. And then I'm filling up my own sponge, trying to figure what that line, like, even if I get through and I'm like, I did a really great job of not stepping in that, Uh then my brain will start to create worry and concern that like I didn't do it right or maybe I need it or I should have done less or maybe I should have done more right like it's which is in itself emotionally draining yeah so I it's I just know the whole point of this I just know that there are times where I feel like it's like when you were saying you're carrying stuff all the time I feel like I'm constantly carrying emotional weight yeah as well yeah and uh, it's really hard to set those boundaries. It is really, right? really hard. Yeah. I remember way back years ago <laughs> when Jesse was seeing a different therapist from the <laughs> therapist that he's seeing now before his therapist retired. And he came home and told me, oh, we talked about like sympathizing versus empathizing mm. because it seems like a lot of times when I'm feeling bad, you're 
sympathizing with me and you're like feeling the bad feelings yeah. with me which is not always necessary like right. you don't always need to do that and so we talked about that a lot and then I I try to like think about that with my kids too yeah. sometimes like that just as a way to kind of ask myself that question in the moment like can I be empathetic with what my kid's going through and yeah. like understanding of that without feeling it all with my child? And I think like a big part of it is not feeling like f- remembering that I'm not responsible for how they're feeling. Because I think yeah. when I am understanding that they're having those feelings, that's different from saying like, oh, well, they're having those feelings because I did X, Y, or Z or this other thing. Right. Like, I mean, sure, some people probably should be asking themselves those questions sometimes. Yeah. But if you are if you are an overly empathetic, overly sympathetic person, yeah. you're not helping anybody by, like, continuing to feel responsible for stuff. Like, just, right. just sometimes understanding where they're coming from is enough without kind of like accusing yourself or seeing how you could have done something wrong or whatever because when I I, I've noticed that like for me it's I'm doing better at not just automatically sympathizing and feeling all the same feelings as my kids but the thing I continue to still need to work on is having empathy without taking an extra step and like trying to see what I could have done differently to change because that does make me feel it is so much work but that's what's making usually when I get upset it's because I'm feeling responsible somehow yeah if I don't feel responsible I'm just like (laughs) okay that's tough that sounds really tough right (laughs) yeah that's hard I do that one that's like constantly out of my mouth yeah that's hard yeah I'm sorry you feel that way yeah that must be difficult with all that yeah insight that you just said, Uh which is the same insight my therapist keeps trying to give me, uh and that is in my head and I'm trying to work it. Yeah. Again, I feel like the line is really hard for me to see. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, like, I know all those things that you said. Yeah. And I'm like, those all make sense. And I, you know, I work on boundaries here and there, right? Yeah. And sometimes the boundaries make me feel like shit, right? Like, because, like, with... Ellis, he's got that whole bedtime routine, and we've got it down to, like, very specific A, B, and C. It involves a lot of snuggling and uh-huh. stuff, right? And But then I'm gone. That doesn't make me feel like shit. It's when I go in to put Katie Bell down, and she wants me to stay and snuggle for a long time. Uh-huh. And I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. You've done all your snuggles. I've done all, yeah. and, and so, like, I have to say, Katie Bell, I can't stay in here forever. Yeah. And I have yeah. to say, but then I'm like... So I'm aware of all the parts that are supposed to happen. But again, I have, like I said, I have a hard time seeing, like seeing the parts when they're happening. And also I feel like it's such a hard leap as a parent to come from being in charge of like everything your kid needs to uh, like letting them yeah. And to not needing to, to be. To not needing well, and, to be. And also to teaching, to trying to tell yourself that you aren't responsible. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's that a is, hard That match. is really true. Like, we're starting out with these, like, a lot of times, yeah. with if you start out with an infant, yeah. you're starting out with a, a creature that does get everything from you and needs yeah. everything from you. And, like, but even then, I mean, they can have experiences that we're not necessarily responsible for oh, right of course of but, course but but i but i think it's it is a difficult and constant adjustment yeah it's to, a, yeah it's a constant adjustment and i can if i step aside mm-hmm. from parenting mm-hmm. and me and parenting sorry let me be specific if i step aside from myself as a parent mm-hmm. i can see how important it is in this, like these first stages of stepping back, let them self-regulate, don't take it on, don't absorb it, you know, stuff's going to happen, you're not responsible, is important for the next step, for the teenage, right? Like the teenage years. And then further on, Mm -hmm. you know, you want them to know that you're there to help and you're there to listen, but that's it. 
Right? Like, you're not right. going to step up and be right. like, do you need me to help you do this? I'll check you in at the yeah. airport. I'll take, yeah. you know, whatever. Don't like worry. It's going to be fine. I'll be, just do this, this, I'll this just do this, this, yeah. this, this, and this. And, like, it's, yeah. I know it's important. Yeah. I know it needs to be done for yeah. myself, too. Yeah. Mainly for myself. Yeah. But, again, it is, uh, it's such, like, a soup of, because even if, if we're not having, like, like, even if it's not a situation in which I feel I need to step in. Like, mm-hmm. I'm aware of the, this just sucks mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, that's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. When my child has self-regulated themselves and mm-hmm. gone on with their day, I am still left yeah. with the initial hit yeah. of the emotions. Yeah. And that, like, it's just, ugh. Yeah. I don't, I, I, the, <laughs> like, I know. And you go, I go, am I, is anybody else in this family absorbing emotions? Right. Like, are the kids absorbing emotions from each other? Right. Is Stefan getting, like, the emotion? Am I doing it to myself? Is yeah. there any way to stop absorbing that initial, like... Well, that's a curious question yeah. because I've noticed a lot of times, like, I, I think there's a dynamic where when I finally break down and take on Oscar's yeah. emotions, suddenly he's better. Yeah. And that's not okay. I know. I'm not okay with that. Yeah. And I don't understand why it happens. Wait, why aren't you okay with it? It's all fixed. <laughs> like, I mean I, it. Why aren't you okay? Because I feel like shit. Yeah, okay. So he just passed on his <laughs> icky feelings to me. Isn't that what we're supposed to always feel like? No. <laughs> Are you joking? I am really torn between joking okay. and no. also this place of like no. that struggle of how am I a mother? No. Right? Like, yeah, no. I don't, I do not think it's okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, do not, okay. I don't want, because, and I'm not saying it's his fault and that's what he wants or something no, fucked yeah. up like that. I'm just saying like, I I know for me, I need to find a way to tolerate his discomfort in a lot of situations yeah. and let him work that out himself and conti- and try my hardest to keep myself separated from that. And when he's having a hard time, find a way for him to go, go do that somewhere else. Yeah. Don't be near me. I don't want that right now. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes he does when that when I say that, sometimes he does say he wants to hug or he wants to snuggle. And I say, OK, I'm happy to give you a hug or a snuggle, but I don't want to hear you screaming at me. I don't want to hear you yeah. complaining about what I'm cooking for breakfast. I don't want to hear any of that. But I'm happy to hug you and like cuddle you. Like if I can stay in that zone yeah. and I can be comforting to him and help him work through it, that feels right to me. Yeah, I'm not OK with somehow he he shifts gears, but I'm yelling. Right. I don't know. It's I'm. It's harder to describe how that goes down because there's also a process that's happening in yeah. me. Whatever, like whatever the given situation is that's yeah. causing me to not be able to keep my cool. Right. But then for him to feel better and for me to have taken that on, yeah. and then I'm even more mad because I'm like, wow, I just allowed my young child to come in and like ruin my good feeling. Like, how did I do that? Can I? Can I come back from that? You know, like. <laughs> well, that's just it. Is I also feel like we've talked about this on the show that like kids seem to be able to come back from stuff a lot easier. Sure. Than I am able to come back from sure. stuff. I'm sure. always like still carrying around the bitter feelings from, you know, being yelled at mm-hmm. or screamed at for something that's completely not worth yelling and screaming at me about. Right. Wow. That, How do you do that? That's like. I mean, I do this. Guys, I'm yeah. not sitting around just like no, I know. wiping everybody's ass no, all the time. I'm just like, <laughs> they're emotional ass. <laughs> but like, are you, I'm just asking you as a friend now. Yeah, like, are yeah. you just, is this just something you're able to be consistent with? Are you struggling with it? Are you like, because- I struggle with it when I have PMS. Yeah. <laughs> because mm. I, I just feel more irritable and, I struggle with it when usually when I want someone to recognize my suffering, <laughs> that is when I get upset. Yeah, and value. Yeah, yeah. I get upset when I feel like, come on, you guys, look how much this sucks for me. And I'm like trying to. And <laughs> yes. Once I kind of yes. realize that that's what I'm going for, I'm usually like, well, that's ridiculous. That's <laughs> not going to work. But no, I think I've been 
steadily improving in my ability to let go of those yeah. moments just because I I just don't want to feel that way anymore yeah. like I just don't want to do it but I yeah but it but it's happened it's it's a daily it's a daily struggle and there is about one week out of the month every <laughs> month where it is particularly difficult for me it's okay because it's I always feel like I'm doing my best when you know, as I've referred to it, my bucket is empty uh-huh. as opposed to being full. Yeah. And when I realize it's very full and I have no mm-hmm. space, yeah, that's when I'm, like, completely unable. Mm-hmm. It's much harder. It's a much harder struggle to not absorb it. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm letting them figure it out, I'm still mm-hmm. taking it yeah. in. You know, maybe the saying should be the sponge is so empty that I'm so empty, uh-huh. I I don't want to take anything. I, you can't get me to absorb. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, guys. I'm really tired. Me too. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Chore Check. Chore Check is a chore management and allowance app, so it makes it easy to track chores and pay allowance. It lets you assign and track chores for your kids. Your kids complete them and send them to you. Once approved, you can reward them with allowance. Chore Check is designed to help parents raise self-sufficient kids who know how to manage their own money. Try Chore Check Pay for a month at no cost. Plus, One Bad Mother listeners can use offer code EASY when they enroll in Chore Check Pay. They'll put five bucks on your kid's card, maximum of three per family, when you order them. Either download the Chore Check app or go to chorecheck.com and use promo code EASY. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Sure. So my kids have been complaining about the dark recently. Mm. We have been a house that has always done, like, dark, dark in the kids and baby room like just dark dark we do they don't need a light <laughs> they just need to sleep and my feeling has always been that if there's a light yeah then they're gonna get distracted by that light when they wake up in the middle of the night right and that's not gonna help them stay asleep whereas if they can't see anything they'll just go back to sleep and so we've had like basically minimal just like the clock you know like the glowing kid clock or whatever mm-hmm. However, my kids, both Grace and Oscar, who are seven and five, have both really amped up like that they're scared of the dark. And it's been, I don't even want to admit this, but it's been like more than six months, maybe a year, that they've been, one or both of them, complaining every single night that it's too dark and they are scared of the dark. And I basically was just hoping it would pass because I've also got Curtis in there and I don't want more nightlights in there and I don't. I just don't want I just don't want to keeping them up. I just want them to go to sleep, you yeah. know? So I had added like this one teeny tiny nightlight like behind a dresser <laughs> and that was clearly not cutting it. And so basically I just got really t- like really tired of hearing them whine and complain about this at bedtime every <laughs> night and I started looking into nightlights and I found this thing there's a few different kinds they have them like at IKEA and like a few other places. That's like, it's almost like a buddy that you can Mm. sleep with. It's little and it's kind of like rubber, but soft rubber. And you charge it during the day and then you can kind of like sleep with it. And you press the button on it to turn it on and off. So the kids can kind of control it themselves 
and have it in bed with him so it's kind of covered a little bit so it's not distracting Curtis. It's yeah. not like lighting up the room. Yeah. But it's enough that it's in their own, like for Oscar, he's in the bottom bunk so it is really dark in there. It's like a dark cave. Yeah. Like the, the nightlights around the room don't really get in there. So now he has his own little nightlight that he gets to sleep with and control and his is like a cute little hedgehog and he Aww. loves it and carries it around. And yeah, I just, it was just nice. Like the last few nights ever since we got it, like, it's just like everybody just gets in bed and goes to sleep. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess I could have done this a long time ago, but it does feel really good that that was a, like a real thing that I was really able to help them with. Very good. Stefan's not here. He's on a trip. (laughs) I'm all alone (laughs) at the end of a very long weekend. And so... I have not been emptying the bucket, as it were, on the self-care. And I so I just did something very small, which was I got the bed made and, like, turned back. Like, at, like at 2 in the afternoon, mm-hmm. got the bed looking really nice and inviting, mm-hmm. cleaned off my bedside table. I put the crossword puzzle that I was going to do that night next to the bed with a pen so that I didn't have to go searching for stuff when I was ready to, when finally everybody was asleep and I was ready to go to bed. And it was such a small thing, but it was very nice. It's such a good little self-care thing. It's such a thing. little thing. Good job. Thank you. Hi, ladies. I am calling with a genius for once. I, my little guy, received for Christmas some pajamas from my mother-in-law that are red polar fleece. I have washed them twice. They have put red polar fleece all over all of my laundry. It is literally wrecking my day. It's getting in my towels. It's getting in my eyes. It's just being a cleaning disaster. And I just had the genius and realized I can get rid of them. And if my mother-in-law notices, I can just say they were defective. And you know what? We're also getting rid of those bathtub crayons that she bought for him as well, too, because I do not have time to clean those off our white tiles and grout. So my genius is simply just that I realized I don't have to keep something that we got as a gift just because it's from my mother-in-law because she doesn't like me anyways. So what's the point in sucking up? Anyways, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. This is so good. This is... This I mean, not not that your mother-in-law yeah. doesn't like you. That's not good. But it makes you... It's clear this is making you feel good. Yeah. It is clear that, yeah, that whatever it is, whenever it comes to you, yeah. As a person in the world, yeah. you don't have to keep shit that people yeah. give you. Yeah. It's a game changer. It really is. It's and, a game changer. And the grandparent gift to your child yeah. is a particularly tricky one, oh, I think, yeah. for a lot of us to wrap our heads around. Like, yeah. oh, wait, it, I am still in charge of whether this is in my house. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's real. It's sort of like one of the only things you can control when yes. it comes to, you know, grandparents and like yes. whatever. you can. I can control what stays or goes in this yep. house. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Good job. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Oh, God, this is so bad. So... Leading up to Valentine's Day, my (laughs) mother-in-law asked me, are they going to do a Valentine's thing at Gracie's school? And I was like, yeah, obviously they are. Why would you even, like, I said it in a nice way. (laughs) But to myself, in my mind, I thought, like, why is she even asking that? Like, every school does a Valentine's Day thing. (laughs) But then as Valentine's Day got closer, I realized I just, like, hadn't heard from the teacher about it. And usually... You hear something like you hear we're doing this or we're not doing this or we're making mailboxes or please have them bring something from home like a a shoebox or something from home or please no candy or please this or please, you know, you hear something. We'll be doing this at this time of day. Make sure to bring something for everyone Everyone. make sure to not put names on things, you know, whatever. And we just hadn't heard anything. And it was the night before Valentine's (laughs) Day. And I'm helping Oscar make his Valentine's for the next day. And Gracie's just like sitting there. And I was like, are you guys going to do something for? And she's like, I don't I don't know. Like they haven't said anything. And I was like, huh, well, maybe maybe they're just not. And then I was so busy doing Oscars that I was like, and she is not going to want to sit there and write her name on 
you know, 20 cards or whatever. That is not. And I was like, I'm not going to. She's too old for me to fill out her Valentine's for her. I'm not going to do like, yeah, I'm not going to do that at this point. And she's not going to want to. And then I haven't heard anything from the school. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. This will be fine. Like, this will be fine. (laughs) So she comes home the next day. And of course, she's like, there was a Valentine exchange. (sighs) And I didn't have anything. (laughs) Oh, no. And I mean, she was fine. But like, I was just like, and then then I went full circle back to the Teresa of a week earlier and was like, yeah, of course I knew. Yeah. Of course I knew. Like, I think I really just deluded myself because yeah. I didn't want to deal, deal with, with it. Deal with it. Yeah. But, like, in reality, of course, there was never a question in my mind that they would yeah. be doing something. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's my fail. You suck in teaching your child about resilience and being responsible for their <laughs> own things. Well, wait. <laughs> No, Maybe actually, you did actually. It's actually a genius hidden okay. in that. Thank you. <laughs> you just suck. Ah, uh, wow. This is. I did. I mention I'm tired, guys. Uh-huh. Tired. Yeah. This was. I'm just going to share just the last 24 hours at that play date at the park. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't thinking about the sun or sunscreen, and oh. I, I got a sunburn, like uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind style, which is just half of your face. So oh. I got just a weird half sunburn. <laughs> so that like looks weird and makes me feel weird. And then this morning, I got to take both kids to school, and I'm heading to take Ellis to school first, and. We've just been driving along for a while, and Katie Bell says, you know, we're taking him first. And I am just halfway to her school. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, way on the way to her yeah. school. Yeah. And so I had to, you know, turn around yeah. and go back. That didn't feel good. And then I'm we're getting everything into Ellis's cubby, his school. We're going in. And, like, he puts his jacket in, and, like, in my hand, I'm carrying stuff. And I lift up my right hand for his lunchbox, which is where his lunchbox should be. Mm-hmm. But it's not his oh, lunchbox. No. It's definitely Katie Bell's no. lunchbox. And now, luckily, I lifted up my left hand, and there was Ellis's lunchbox. Okay. But I still was like, how did I wind up with this one? And why wasn't I aware that I had anything in my other hand? Yeah. And just, yeah. like, it came out, and I, like, I showed it to Katie Bell, look what I have. And she was like, wow, that yeah. would be awful. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, it would be for everybody. <laughs> There's nothing in this lunchbox that Ellis would eat. So, yeah. It just was like, oh, oh. Yeah. I am just gonna it's just gonna be like that. you're scraping by i'm scraping by <laughs> hey one bad mother i'm calling with a fail i'm sitting in my daughter's elementary school parking lot in my car because i can't go home and i can't go home because my teenager is there and he needs to get himself to middle school We live three blocks from the middle school, and he can walk to and from school. He can also walk a block and a half to a bus stop where he can ride that to school. But lately, I've gotten in the habit of driving him, which is a very bad habit because we sit in this long drop-off line with engines running and polluting the air, and I just don't want to do it anymore. So I told him this morning he had to get himself to school. He's perfectly capable. And he whined and complained and gnashed his teeth, so I lied, and I told him that I was running errands after I dropped off his sisters, and there was no way that I would be home in time to take him to school. I don't know why, but I did. And I can't even run errands because I'm still in my pajamas. (laughs) I'm stuck here sitting in this parking lot for at least another half hour because I can't go home. And I work for my home, so I can't even start my work. Until he gets out of the house. Anyway, you're doing a great job. Thanks for listening. Bye. This is like your fail. It is like it's this effort to teach the resilience and the like you can do this. Yeah. And then we just it's almost as if that takes all our effort to do it. Yeah. That we We don't realize do the other important (laughs) stuff. Yeah. We can't function. Yes. Wow. So bad. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Mostly. Yeah. I mean, actually, it sounds like you're doing a really good good, job, but 
You're still sitting in an elementary school parking lot in your pajamas. Be careful. Somebody's going to come out and ask you to volunteer. (laughs) Watch out. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Unless you binge watch TV at least 80 hours a week, Inside Pop is definitely not for you. Sean, that's a little extreme and also not quite true. Okay, Amita, how about Inside Pop is the podcast for people who love and appreciate the best pop culture has to offer? Oh, much better. In every episode, we interview the people who create the culture you crave. Past interviews include the showrunner of Ava DuVernay's Queen Sugar and Mudbound director Dee Reese. You'll also get the very best pop culture recommendations in our Big Sell segment. Plus the opinions of two TV producers who are pop culture obsessives and actually do binge 80 hours of TV a week. Eyeballs. So tired. Listen to Inside Pop every other Wednesday on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. There's nothing quite like sailing in the calm international waters on my ship, the SS Biopic. Avast! It's actually pronounced biopic. No, you dingus! It's biopic! Who the hell says that? It's biopic. Because it's the, the word words bi- for biography biology. and picture. If you... All right, that is enough. Ahoy, I'm Dave Holmes. I'm the host of the newly rebooted podcast, formerly known as International Waters, designed to resolve petty but persistent arguments like this. How? By pitting two teams of opinionated comedians against each other with trivia and improv games, of course. Winner takes home the right to be right. What podcast be this? It's called Troubled Waters, where we disagree to disagree. Teresa. Yes. No guest today, which is never true, because there's always you, (laughs) our listeners. Let's listen to a mom having a breakdown. Hi, this is a mom having a breakdown. It's 8.45 in the morning, and I've been having a breakdown since, like, 6 a.m., so... I give you the kind of day I've had so far. I have a three-year-old and newly minted one-year-old, and I work full-time. And when both of them woke up in the middle of the night again, and my three-year-old woke up at 4.30 in the morning just wanting to be up for the day, just something just snapped, and I'm, I feel done. I feel like I can't work full-time and give them everything that they need. Because even though they go to daycare five days a week, I'm still a full-time parent, even when they're not here. I'm always thinking about what groceries do we need? When do I need to go get more diapers. Uh, I need to do laundry. I need to do the dishes. And it's still full-time work parenting them, even though they're not here. And I don't know how I can balance anymore working full-time and helping them full-time because they they clearly need me, especially in the middle of the night. And I just just want to sleep. And I just want to focus on one thing. And I've just been juggling all these plates. I've been juggling everything, and, like, everything just came crashing down this morning, and I just, I feel like I snapped, and I feel like I can't do it all. It's just so much. It's so much. I wish there was an answer, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't. I love my job and my career, but I feel like it's, I feel like I can't have both, especially today. Oh, man. That's so much. And now I have to, like, compose myself to be on a a call in 15 minutes, a video call. So 
I better stop crying before my colleagues are like, what is her deal? Oh, man. So, um, I just really hope the day gets better. Thank you. What's her deal? Her deal is she's a fucking mom. Respect. Like, what the? Seriously. You are doing, you're doing such a good job. And you're not alone. Yeah. I'm surprised that anybody can sleep with the sound of all the snapping going on all the time. Yeah. All around us. You are not getting the sleep you need. That right there is enough. It really is. Your call took me straight straight back back to... When Oscar was like one Mm -hmm. and two and Gracie was, you know, three and four. And I just remember some nights because Oscar wasn't a good sleeper and he would do that where he'd be up in the night and up for a while in the night. And then he'd be up for the day at four or five. And I just remember crying and a lot and just thinking, how am I supposed to do stuff today? Yeah, Like do any I can't do anything today i can't think clearly yeah. i can't and the stu- the home stuff is also impossible it's impossible but when you're also expected to be thinking about work stuff yeah no matter how much you like it or care about it it's your our brains only can do so much i mean it's just it's confounding sometimes it is completely angering and unfair yeah. that we are constantly in this situation yeah. in which we have to juggle all these plates yeah. and that, you know, and do you know what? It's such a gift to have a career that you love. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to be put in a situation in which it makes you feel bad to do it or right. question that. Yeah. You have, it's such a gift to have, kids that you love in your house (laughs) right and like you shouldn't be forced to be in a situation where you're like ah how am I supposed to do this right that like how are we supposed to balance it all I yeah it is infuriating that there is not an answer yeah it is it makes me mad yeah I mean I've got some answers (laughs) but they're not helpful okay they're more just me going crazy because again it's about the you know what are we valuing what are we not valuing you know being president of everything mm-hmm. oh I, but I want to give you a real shout out for something that you said where you said you know I'm scared you were talking about being scared you're not meeting their needs and then you said but I have them in daycare five mm-hmm. days a week and you said it in a way that is so rare to hear mm-hmm. people say it. You said it for the awesome thing that it is. Yeah. That they are getting plenty of wonderful care yeah. Yeah. in daycare. Yes. It is, in many, many, many cases, daycare is wonderful mm-hmm. for, for your kids in wonderful ways. And it isn't something that we should feel bad about, even mm-hmm. though we do. Yeah. Because... We're people in the world. But I just want to say how great it was to hear you say that in that way. Because you probably just made a lot of people feel really good. Yeah, because it is. It adds a lot of value to their lives. Yeah. But thank you also at the same time for acknowledging that just because you have your kids in full-time daycare does not mean they're out of your hair forever. Like, people who have that commentary, like, oh, well, they just have them in daycare. Yeah. As though... That's some problem solver. Yeah, as though then you don't have to parent all the time. We are parenting all the time. You're exactly right. And even if, you know, even emotional labor aside, Mm -hmm. there is so much labor involved in evenings and middle of the nights, especially at these ages. And first thing in the morning, morning, that is a whole, that is more than a full work day. Yeah. You know, starting from 5 p.m. or whatever, whatever time. Yeah. To going to 8 a.m. in the morning or whatever. Yeah. That is beyond a full work day. 
And a lot of us with really little kids are working a lot of that time. Yep. Some There's some sleep in there, hopefully. Uh. But there's so much work involved in that. Yeah. And that's happening whether they're in daycare or not. Yeah, exactly. It's also not like you get to go to work and uh, you have some sort of break right. from everything. Right. That's also yeah. like a complete lie. Yes. We could talk about this forever. We could, but we're not. Mm-hmm. You are doing a remarkable job. Yeah, you are. It is an impossible situation. It's hard to think or do anything when you can't sleep. You are doing amazing with the choices you're making in terms of taking care of your family. And your children are incredibly lucky to have you as their parent. Yes, they are. You are doing a very good job. Good job. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? <laughs> I will be honest with you uh-huh. and say that what I have learned is that this just never seems to end. Yeah. <laughs> this whole parenting thing. Yeah. I like, know. I thought I was like on such an uptick there for a while. I know. I had all some stuff in place. I know. Some things helping. And I'm very disappointed that I still can feel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people have told us it gets easier. I am not sure that must happen at some point. No, I think it's just another lie (laughs) in the book of parenting lies. I guess I've learned what I already know, which is I'm supposed to not be a sponge, Mm -hmm. but really. 90% 90% of it is not realizing that I'm absorbing it yeah. until oh, sure. it's all gone. Until it's too late. And then I'm yeah. like, why the fuck is this sponge yeah. so full of shit? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's not like I'm sitting there going, fill me up. <laughs> I'm ready to yeah. take on all take your problems. Yeah. It's just, oh, look what I did. It's too well, late. But so maybe then if that's the case, instead of like being pissed at yourself for yeah. being a sponge, maybe it's just giving yourself the self-care that you need to feel better after you became a sponge. Like maybe it's just mm. like, oh, I did that thing. I became the sponge. Now I have to de-spongify. Yeah. Now I have to like squeeze it out or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the, meta- <laughs> what the metaphor is. I am a sponge. Yeah. Somebody squeeze me. <laughs> Um, yeah, like maybe that's what it is for you because maybe, maybe this is just happening and no, but do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it always makes things worse when we're like, God, why did I do that thing that I said I wouldn't like, we have to like (laughs) forgive ourselves for doing these things. Like these, what you're doing is not, you don't need, you know what I mean? No, I know. I know. You're just being biz. I'm just and being. And you're doing a good job. Me. And you're a really good mom. I am Your a kids sponge. kids are great. <laughs> we are giving sponges a bad rap today. Yeah, we are. Sorry, sponges. Yeah. We also learned that uh, this is incredibly hard. I, <laughs> I, But I mean that. Like, I'm thinking about our caller. Like, oh, yeah. I just am like, I constantly am asking myself, how are we supposed to do this? Yeah. It's not the first time those words have been uttered on the show. I know. They're uttered multiple times. Yeah. Week after a week. At least once a month. How is any of this possible? How is any of it? Yeah. How did this become the expectation? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. I'm hoping that by continuing to yell about it. Uh Uh-huh. It will eventually <laughs> lose its magic. Yeah. And go away. Yeah. And someday people will have figured out how families and everything else that's out there can work together mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't make you feel like shit. <laughs> Dear Santa, <laughs> everybody, you are doing a remarkable job. You are, guys. You are. I mean, it's a lot. It really is. And you're doing great. Good job, you guys. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye. 
got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.